Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 32 of They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This is part one of a two-part case. The second instalment will be available next week. This episode contains distressing themes and descriptions of violence. This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener caution is advised. They Walk Among Us is part of the Acast Creator Network. joyous night filled with fun and celebration ends when two sisters are murdered in a horrific attack. The killings have far-reaching consequences, not only for the victims' family and loved ones, but the tragic events uncover misconduct within the police force. The mother of two sisters who were found stabbed to death has accused the police of dehumanising her children and treating them as if they were nothing. You know, you go to London to start to prepare the funeral of your dead children and then you're forced to have a meeting with the IOPC and the then commander to tell you that police officers that should have been protecting the area had actually taken selfies and sent them out to WhatsApp. 
on the evening of June 5th, 2020. Sisters Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry went to Fryant Country Park on Slough Lane. They had planned the outing in Wembley, London to celebrate Bieber's 46th birthday. As a result of the coronavirus pandemic, social restrictions meant only a small group were in attendance, meeting outside to limit the risk of spreading the virus. They set up a picnic in the 250-acre park, popular with joggers and dog walkers. But on this Friday night, it was a place of celebration. The group lay their blankets down on a hill just five minutes from the Valley Drive entrance to the park, giving them a stunning view of the City of London. They played music and had a few drinks. As the evening wound to a close, Bieber and Nicole decided to stay out a little longer to enjoy each other's company and take in the atmosphere well into the night. By 12.30am only the sisters remained at the party. Nicole Smallman's partner Adam Stone had last heard from Nicole just after 1am. She sent a text message to him to say she was dancing in the park and Adam asked her to let him know when she got home safely. When he tried to call his 27-year-old girlfriend's phone later, Nicole did not answer. Adam Stone went to Nicole's home to look for them the next morning. Perhaps they were just sleeping off the effects of the previous night's festivities. He tried to call once more, but again received no response. Adam would eventually discover they had not come home. He reported Nicole missing at 9pm and tried to track her phone, but was unsuccessful. By Sunday, June 7th, Adam was so concerned that he enlisted the help of his parents to go to Fryant Country Park to look for Nicole and Bieber. Nina Resmet, a friend of the sisters, had been at the party the previous night and was also worried. She met Adam at the park and brought him to the area where they had been celebrating. Nina had received a text message from a cousin of the missing sisters. She relayed that she heard from Nicole and Bieber's mother, who was becoming increasingly concerned about her daughters. Everything from the gathering, including the pillows, blankets and fairy lights, were now gone. The group began to search the area surrounding the hill. Nina stumbled across a pair of distinctive prescription sunglasses. They were recognised as belonging to Bieber Henry. Unsure of what to do with the discovery, Nina phoned the police. She was instructed to bring the sunglasses to the police station. Nina left to do just that with Adam and his parents continuing the search. Frustratingly, none of the local police stations were open. Adam and his parents kept looking for Nicole and Bieber, 
calling their names and searching in bushes. It was then Adam came across another pair of glasses, but did not touch them in case they were part of a crime scene. Fear was escalating with every moment, and it came to a head when Adam's father called him over to an area of flattened grass. There on the ground was a knife. Adam immediately dialed 999, and as he was relaying what he had found, he followed the trail of flattened grass. This desperate situation was about to reveal the outcome everyone had feared. A pair of shoes poked out of nearby undergrowth. Adam ran towards them and collided with a horrifying scene. Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry's bodies were blooded and intertwined in the bushes. Nicole's eyes were open, and Adam instantly knew she was dead. The 999 dispatcher could hear his uncontrollable screams as he fell to his knees. Adam's parents ran towards him, but he jumped up and grabbed his father's shoulders. Adam handed the phone to his father, trying to protect him. He told his parents not to go into the bushes before collapsing again in grief. Police Constable Fifi Gaskin was en route to the park when a man ran towards her, saying he heard screams from the top of the hill. When she got there, Adam Stone was pale and in shock. Police and paramedics arrived and cordoned off the scene. It was clear that nothing could be done for Nicole and Bieber. They were pronounced dead at 1.42pm. They were positioned lying on their sides, top to toe, with their limbs intertwined. Nicole had her clothing pulled up past her stomach, while Bieber had her clothing pulled up over her head. Both of them had suffered what appeared to be numerous stab wounds to their bodies. The Metropolitan Police immediately launched a murder investigation. DCI Simon Harding, who led the inquiry, said, We are in the very early stages of the investigation and are working hard to find out what led to these women losing their lives. Their families have been devastated by their loss, and they need answers. They had asked that their privacy is respected at this time as they come to terms with this horrific incident. DCI Harding asked for anyone who had been in the park between Friday night and Sunday morning and may have seen something out of the ordinary to get in touch with the police. He said, You may have stumbled upon items of property, but not realised the significance of them. If you did, you may well have information that could assist us hugely. Postmortems were conducted on Tuesday, June 9th by pathologist Virginia Fitzpatrick Swallow. Bieber Henry had sustained six stab wounds to her chest and two stab wounds to her groin and back. 
three of the injuries would have been fatal. Her breastbone was penetrated with such force that it pierced her lungs and heart. People presented with no defensive injuries, indicating she had been taken by surprise. Nicole Smallman was stabbed 28 times, and a number of defensive wounds were evident. Injuries were inflicted to her chest, back, shoulder, thigh, hip, arms and hands. The fatal wound had punctured her lung. Both women had grazes on their bodies, consistent with them being dragged along the ground. Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman's mother, Mina Smallman, was a retired Chelmsford Archdeacon, overseeing the Archdeaconry of Southend, including Rochford, Basildon, Thurrock and Hadley. Mina was the first black woman to hold the title of Archdeacon in the Anglican Church, having been appointed to the role in 2013. There was a significant age gap between her daughters, but even so they were incredibly close. Bieber was working as a senior social worker with Buckinghamshire Council, a position which she started in 2017. She was a well-respected and much-like member of the social care team and had made friends with ease. Bieber was the perfect candidate to work with children. She was committed to their care and had a daughter of her own who she adored. Before qualifying as a social worker, Bieber transported disabled children to and from local activities. She always brought her daughter along with her on these journeys. Bieber was a single parent and lived with her child at a flat in Brent. Speaking about her daughter, Mina Smallman said, Bieber was just barely five foot, but she had the heart of a lion and a smile that would put Blackpool illuminations to shame. Nicole Smallman took a different path to her sister Bieber. She was a Westminster University graduate and a freelance photographer. The youngest of three, her family said she had a very calming demeanour and saw beauty in everything. Nicole had a strong moral compass and a big heart. She was an advocate for humanitarian causes, as well as protecting and preserving the natural environment. Her parents often joked that she was a child of the 60s. In addition to photography, she took an interest in more creative pastimes. She loved singing and acting. Nicole had met her partner Adam six years earlier on Facebook. It was Adam's misfortune to find his girlfriend's body. They had lived in Adam's parents' home for some time with their pet, a bearded dragon, but Nicole moved into a shared flat in the months before her murder. Despite the new living arrangements, the couple loved each other and were incredibly close.
Following the formal identification of the victims, Detective Chief Inspector Harding said to the press, Both these women were stabbed multiple times, and we are working tirelessly to find who is responsible. Their families have been devastated by their loss, and they need answers. A makeshift memorial appeared at the area where the bodies of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry were found, consisting of flowers, candles, and cards full of condolences. One card read, Dearest Cousin Bieber, I hear your laughter, see your smile, and I feel your joyful and fun spirit now and always. Thank you for always cracking me up and making life lighter. I miss you so much already. Thank you for all your kindness and support in unseen ways. Tributes for the sisters came flooding in. Mark Shaw, Children's Services Chief at Buckinghamshire Council, stated... We are all deeply shocked and distressed at the tragic news about our colleague Bieber Henry. She will be very much missed by all of us here at the council. On behalf of everyone at Buckinghamshire Council, can I convey our heartfelt condolences to Bieber's family, friends and colleagues at this most difficult of times. With a lack of suspects in the case and a manhunt underway, there was fear within the community that a killer was lurking among them and this person could commit another attack. The park had become a place of solace for many London residents during the national lockdown. However, now they were too afraid to return. They used to drive up here on nice days to go for a walk said one local woman who lived in the vicinity of the park. We will not be doing that again, knowing that the killer is still out there. Following the police appeal, investigators trawled through hundreds of hours of CCTV footage from the nearby area, as well as dashcam footage and number plate recognition cameras. The park remained sealed off as police divers scoured the bottom of a pond in the search for evidence. That's where they found both of the sisters' mobile phones discarded in the water. In the area close to where the women's bodies were discovered, officers found bottles that appeared to be refuse from the birthday party. They had blood on them. After being tested, a DNA profile was retrieved but frustratingly a match could not be found. More evidence was gathered in the area between the undergrowth and the pond. A pair of latex gloves were retrieved. They were also tested as one of the gloves was heavily stained with blood. It was from the same unidentified person whose blood was found on the bottles. The bloody glove was damaged along the centre, indicating that whoever wore them had suffered an injury. Investigators had several witnesses come forward to try and assist in the inquiry. Elaine Williams, who lived close to the park, told the police that she had heard screaming from the area around 1.45am 
the time that it was theorised that Nicole and Bieber were killed. The witness said, I heard this really piercing scream that will live with me forever. It was so intense. Martin Ridgway, a member of the Barnhill Conservation Group, had been collecting litter from the park on June 6th when he came across a, quote, huge pile of items on the hill. Ridgway said that there were red marks on the items, which included cushions, backpacks, a white paper bag and some food. Police officers searched through 120 tonnes of rubbish in a nearby refuse site and eventually found the items, all of which were also stained with an unknown person's blood. Another potential witness, a woman named Linda Guerrero, had been out walking her beagle on the morning of Sunday, June 7th, when she passed two people lying in the bushes. She assumed they were rough sleepers, a familiar sight in London. Guerrero believed they were a couple because they were lying down with their bodies slightly intertwined. She asked them if they were okay, but they did not reply, so Guerrero assumed they were sleeping. It played on her mind, so Linda Guerrero reported it to Streetlink. This organisation helps rough sleepers in the capital by connecting them with local services that can provide support. Some members of the public said that Fryant Country Park was known for trouble. Mary O'Sullivan, who walked her dog in the park, told the Times newspaper... On Friday, there was somebody raving through the park with lots of drugs and knives in a car. I've just told the police they need a warden over there. It's the only way to stop it. According to some local residents, they had recently reported a suspicious man in the area. There were, in fact, two women who reported that man, estimated to be in his 50s and he had followed them into a secluded area of the park. When they told police, they were informed of similar reports of a male matching that description. A number of men were arrested, but they were subsequently released without charge. By June 12th, the Metropolitan Police announced that they believed Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman had not been killed by someone they knew, but rather they had been the victim of an attack by a stranger. Evidence found at the scene indicated the attacker had sustained severe injuries during the murders. Detective Chief Inspector Harding spoke with the media. The person that did this, we believe, has suffered quite a significant injury uh, and has bled. So I would like to uh, appeal for people that might have uh, seen somebody, a friend, family, work colleague or something who has sustained quite a serious injury uh, and it would be obvious, we believe, as well. The police also revealed another piece of useful information. Detectives believed the suspect had fled the scene through the Valley Drive entrance of the park. The sisters' mobile phones were forensically examined and police found several photographs that the sisters had taken together in the park before they were attacked. 
Analysis also revealed that the last contact they had with friends and family was at 1.05am on that Saturday morning. The photographs on their phone showed that the sisters were in good spirits and were having a great time with the other attendees. They were listening to music, dancing and taking selfies to document the night until at least 1.13am. By 2.30am, neither were answering their mobile phones. The Met Police released two of the final photographs of Nicole and Bieber in the hopes that it could jog someone's memory. Police Commander Roy Smith from the Northwest Borough said, My thoughts are with the family who have lost two loved ones in the most tragic of circumstances. I know the experienced investigation team are working around the clock to identify whoever is responsible as swiftly as possible and ensure they are brought to justice. We will leave no stone unturned. Extra resources have been brought in to help from across the Met, including additional detectives. I understand how alarmed and concerned residents will be about this incident, given the circumstances. I want to reassure them that officers have been carrying out extra patrols in the area since Nicole and Bieber were discovered. Local residents can expect to see this continue over coming days, but of course it's timely to remind people to be vigilant, particularly after dark in parks and open areas, and report anything suspicious to us immediately. DNA evidence found at the scene confirmed that the attacker was male. Police seized CCTV footage from the perimeter of the park in order to narrow down their list of suspects. On June 19th, Bieber and Nicole's family released a statement which read in part, The greatest fear of any parent is that they will outlive their children. What makes our situation unique is that two adored sisters were murdered together on the same night. The grief we feel is palpable. Our beautiful and talented daughters gone. The tributes for our girls keep flooding in. It has been comforting, heartbreaking, and at times overwhelming. Faith and prayer is keeping us going. I'm not sure how we would get through this without it. On June 22nd, two officers involved in the preliminary investigation into the murders were arrested on suspicion of misconduct in public office following an investigation by the Independent Office for Police Conduct otherwise known as the IOPC. The Metropolitan Police released a statement which read in part, On Wednesday, June 17th, the MPS's Directorate of Professional Standards was informed of allegations that non-official and inappropriate photographs had been taken by police at the crime scene in place in Wembley in relation to the murders of Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman. The two officers in question took photographs at the crime scene on June 7th, with the victims' bodies in the background. They then sent these photographs into a WhatsApp group which included members of the public. 
in addition to the graphic images. The officers had also made degrading and sexual insults about Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman. The officers were released on bail pending further investigation. The commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, Dame Cressida Dick, was interviewed about the images taken at the scene. In relation to the um, allegations about a phot photograph, I'm dumbfounded. I am appalled. Again, the IOPC are dealing. I don't know all the details. But if it is as it appears to be, then it is shocking. It's disgusting. And the whole of the Met would condemn what has happened here. And if those officers' actions have added to the family's unimaginable distress, then I apologise from the bottom of my heart. As reports of the arrest made it to the headlines, Mina Smallman, the sister's mother, criticised the Metropolitan Police. Mina said that the photographs dehumanised her children. It added another level of pain to an already grieving family. She told the BBC, This has taken our grief to another place. If ever we needed an example of how toxic it has become, those police officers felt so safe, so untouchable, that they felt they could take photographs of dead black girls and send them on. It speaks volumes of the ethos that runs through the Metropolitan Police. Bieber and Nicole's mother would also state in the media that police did not immediately respond to the initial reports that Nicole and Bieber were missing and that she had to coordinate a search operation on the weekend that they were killed. Speaking about the authorities and how they initially handled Nicole's disappearance, and she was the first to be reported missing, Mina Smallman said, I knew instantly why they didn't care. They didn't care because they looked at my daughter's address and thought they knew who she was. A black woman who lives on a council estate. Bieber's father, Herman Henry, echoed the same sentiment. He said that he was sickened by the allegations and had lost faith in the ability of the Metropolitan Police to find the killer. This is incredible, he said. I just could not believe that these two persons who call themselves police officers could do something like that. They should take a good look in the mirror. As a matter of fact, the Independent Office for Police Conduct was also separately investigating how the Metropolitan Police handled the phone calls from Nicole and Bieber's friends and family, exploring if the force acted appropriately, as well as investigating whether racism contributed to the actions of the two police officers in question. There was a renewed debate on police fairness when it came to dealing with minority groups. This case sparked more conversations around racial profiling of victims and their treatment by the police. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For three weeks, officers conducted a fingertip search of the park. The knife that had been found initially appeared to be clean, but this was due to heavy rainfall. The underside was stained with blood. This was identified as belonging to Nicole Smallman and an unidentified person, the same individual whose blood was found on the items from the party and the damaged glove. Further analysis of Bieber Henry's phone showed that someone had repeatedly tried to gain access to the device between the hours of 1.26am and 3.48am on June 6th. The screen had been turned off and on at least 130 times. A step counter that was active on the handset totaled the equivalent of around 1.3 miles travelled within the time frame between the murders and the time the phone was switched off at 3.48am. Forensic analysts were able to identify a DNA profile for the assailant from the enormity of blood evidence left behind. 
Still frustratingly, there had been no match found on the National DNA database. The National Crime Agency was asked to find a familial DNA match. This process was successful. They found the name of the suspect. The discovery was made on June 30th. This match was to a man who had previously received a caution. The suspect was extremely likely to be a close relative of his, perhaps his child. With this information, it led the police to 18-year-old Danielle Hussein. At 1am on July 1st, officers raided an address in Eltham, southeast London. The home was where it was believed Hussein and his mother were living. You're under arrest. Come out. Come out the address. Keep walking towards me. Keep walking towards me. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Hands on your head. Stay where you are. Face me. Hands on your head. Stay where you are. You're under arrest. Danielle Hussein was arrested and taken into custody. Oh, no. Sorry. How did that happen? Oh, is this, oh, is this the interview? That was a question. Oh, oh, the injury is on your, on your fingers. What happened there? I thought this was an interview. You don't need to be the questions the rest of the gentleman that comes into custody. So you're right. writing down my choice. All right, just listen to what's... Um, I thought it was supposed to be an official interview before asking you the actual question. You will be interviewed later. One of the first things noticed about the teenager was a healing cut on his hand. Comparative analysis proved that the DNA found at the scene was Danielle Hussein's, and he was charged with the murders of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry. The following day, he appeared in the dock at Westminster Magistrates Court, where he only spoke to confirm his name, date of birth, address and nationality. He was remanded in custody. After the brief court hearing, Metropolitan Police Northwest BCU Commander Roy Smith said, I would like to thank the local community for their support, both with the investigation and the police activity at and around the scene. I know that colleagues from across the Met have been working tirelessly on this investigation. My officers will remain on patrol in the local area, providing continued reassurance. Please do stop and speak with them if you have any questions or concerns. On July 4th, Danielle Hussein appeared in court once more. Prosecutor Joel Smith told the courtroom that Hussein had killed Nicole and Bieber in an unprovoked and random attack. Smith described how the sisters were found together with a blood-stained knife nestled among plants. Smith explained that after their loved ones had failed to contact them following the birthday party on that Friday evening, the park was searched again and their bodies were found on June 7th. Danielle Hussein was ordered to appear in court again on September 21st, when he would be asked to enter a plea.
a petition had been set up by Jacqueline Henry, a relative of the sisters, calling for criminal charges to be brought against the officers who took selfie photos at the murder scene. By July 8th, the month after the killings, it had amassed nearly 40,000 signatures. That same day, around 200 members of the community gathered near the scene to pay tribute to the sisters. The service on top of Gottsford Hill in Fryant Country Park was organised by the Holy Innocents Parish Church on Kingsbury Road and was live-streamed. Reverend Natasha Woodward told those in attendance to bless the park after the mother of the sisters, quote, expressed the desire that they should, in this act of commemoration, give the park back to the people. She said that she hoped the memorial would provide some comfort for the community, especially those who knew and loved Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry. Reverend Pete Broadbent also said, While it is an unfortunate fact that violent acts like this are now a regular occurrence in London, this does not detract from what is an unbearable and devastating loss of life. It's also a poignant reminder of the reality that black lives matter. Amidst the anguish felt by all in the area, the service was an opportunity to remember Bieber and Nicole to pray for their families, all who knew them, and one another, and to bless the park. Those in attendance lay flowers in honour of the sisters and expressed their solidarity with the family. Nicole's father Chris was a lifelong fan of Everton Football Club. When they were made aware, they liaised with the family and offered their support. The club encouraged the public to donate to the charity Victim Support in the memory of Nicole and Bieber. They also linked their Twitter followers to a GoFundMe which had been set up. Mina Smallman had wanted donations to go to the Victim Support charity because not only did they provide direct help, but they supported causes that the sisters were both passionate about. In August 2020, it was announced that six more Metropolitan Police officers were facing misconduct investigations over the allegations that selfie pictures were taken at the crime scene and of the bodies of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry. Further evidence had been found during the investigation by the Independent Office for Police Conduct. The allegations against the six officers included that they were aware of or had either separately received or viewed the photographs in question. The officers had failed to report or challenge the matter. The IOPC expressed concerns that the behaviour may point to more serious issues around the organisational culture of the Metropolitan Police. IOPC Director for London Sal Nazim stated, I am deeply concerned by the issues emerging from our investigation. Policing is founded on community consent, confidence and cooperation. The public have a right to expect high standards of professional behaviour from police. 
These allegations, if true, breach that trust and may point to more serious issues around the organisational culture, which we will also be looking at. The evidence we have seen provides a salient reminder to all police officers to take responsibility for addressing wrongdoing and upholding professional standards in their own ranks and their obligation to speak out if they see unacceptable behaviour. With a suspect in custody, police focused on building a timeline of Danielle Hussein's movements using CCTV footage. Investigators obtained footage from an Asda supermarket in Collingdale, which pictured Hussein buying a block of five knives on June 3rd. He was asked by the cashier to show proof of age. He provided his passport, then used his bank card to buy them. On June 4th, he set up an online multi-millions lottery account and bought a number of tickets between June 7th and June 16th. He reported his bank card as stolen on June 16th and was reimbursed for any purchases made from June 3rd onwards. Yet, he was captured using it on CCTV on June 10th. When officers had arrived at his home on July 1st, Hussein said that he sustained the injury to his hand in a robbery. Inquiries showed that he had presented himself to Northwick Park Hospital for treatment on June 6th at around 4.20pm. He told staff that he had been robbed at knife point the night before, but he did not want to report it to police. Danielle Hussein attended the Royal Free Hospital the following day. He had the injury sutured. The same day Bieber and Nicole's bodies were found in the park. A search of his home uncovered a lot of evidence. A balaclava was found at the bottom of his wardrobe, and a handwritten note was discovered, which seemed to be some sort of contract Hussein planned to make with a demon. He pledged to perform a minimum of six sacrifices every six months in exchange for winning the Mega Million Super Jackpot. The contract was signed in his own blood. Danielle Hussein began purchasing lottery tickets following the murders. When he was taken into custody, Hussein was asked about the injury to his hand and he told the custody sergeant that he had been robbed. Hussein told the nurse the same thing and also claimed that he had autism and suffered from memory loss. In his interview, Hussein responded to every question with the words, No comment. In March 2021, he pleaded not guilty to both murders. Just three days after Danielle Hussein pleaded not guilty, people throughout the United Kingdom were encouraged to stand on their doorsteps and light a candle for Sarah Everard and other female victims of violence that included Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry. Sarah Everard had been abducted and murdered in South London by Metropolitan Police Officer Wayne Cousins. 
reclaimed these streets became a rallying cry throughout the United Kingdom in the wake of Sarah's murder, and there was a renewed call for women to be protected. As per their website, Reclaim These Streets aims to use legislation, education and community action to ensure that no woman ever has to be asked, text when you get home again. They channeled the collective grief, outrage and sadness within the community in the wake of a spate of attacks on women. On March 13th, there had initially been a rally planned called Reclaim the Streets which was to be held at the Messenger Statue in Plymouth. Still due to the coronavirus outbreak, it was decided the people would stand on their own doorsteps instead. As reported on Plymouth Live, one of the organisers, Kate Snoop, said, It's to mark the deaths of women who have been killed on our streets. Obviously, this has been sparked by Sarah Everard's suspected murder but also all the other women who have been murdered. Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry who were murdered and then had the indignity of police taking selfies with them. There are so many other women. Sadly, too many to name here. Kate Snoobs also said it was essential to highlight trans women as well as women of colour who had been excluded and sidelined. Meanwhile, in Parliament, MP Jess Phillips would read aloud the names of 119 women who had been killed by men in the United Kingdom. 118 murders in one year amounted to one woman being killed every three days. In a tragic case of history repeating itself, In the wake of Sarah Everard's murder, a Metropolitan Police officer guarding the scene where her body was found shared an inappropriate meme about her murder with colleagues in a WhatsApp group. When Sarah vanished and was subsequently found dead, there was a media flurry and police took action immediately. It was in stark contrast to how the case of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry was handled. Their mother, Mina Smallman, accused the police and politicians of failing to give the investigation the same attention they gave to Sarah Everard's murder. Speaking with BBC's Radio 4 Today programme, she said, We have received so much kickback from friends and colleagues who are saying, Excuse me, where was this level of coverage and outrage for two of your daughters murdered? We have had the Prime Minister the Mayor of London and Pretty Patel all going on record to express their deepest sympathy. Mina Smallman said that her family did not receive the same treatment, adding, I think the notion of all people matter is absolutely right. But it is not true. Other people have more kudos in this world than people of colour, so from my point of view, all women, women of colour, White women, all of us, we are on the same journey. We are on a journey to say that we all matter. And actually, I can now use this specific situation of my girls and Sarah. They didn't get the same support. The same outcry. Months prior, five more police officers from the North East Command were put under investigation 
for possible breaches of standards of professional behaviour relating to honesty and integrity and equality and diversity. However, these allegations were unrelated to the murders of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry and the photographs that the Metropolitan officers had taken at the crime scene. Evidence was handed over to the Crown Prosecution Service in relation to the two Met officers who had taken and distributed the photographs. It would now be up to the CPS to decide whether charges should be brought against the two officers. Scotland Yard announced that while waiting for the decision to be made, they were taking action to address problems within the North East Command. In a statement they said, As soon as this matter came to light, the Metropolitan Police Service took action on the North East Command to remind officers of their responsibilities in using WhatsApp and other social media channels. Local senior management spoke to officers on the command to outline what is expected of them in terms of their behaviour, as well as encouraging anyone who has a concern about a colleague's behaviour to come forward. The investigation also uncovered that the two police officers who had taken the photographs had worked at the North East London Police Station, where similar incidents had occurred at other crime scenes. The Independent Office for Police Conduct said they were investigating allegations that another officer had taken an inappropriate photograph at the scene of another crime and then shared it. On November 16, 2020, the IOPC made recommendations to the Metropolitan Police to ensure that their officers were complying with the Code of Ethics, regardless of whether they were on duty or off duty. They also made recommendations to review whether supervisors and senior management at any given police station are, quote, taking personal responsibility to identify and eliminate patterns of inappropriate behaviour while simultaneously promoting a safe and open culture which makes clear to officers and staff that they are duty-bound to challenge and report behaviour that does not align with the Code of Ethics. The Met publicly stated that the recommendations had primarily been addressed already across the entire Northeast Command. They also said that senior officers continue to ensure that the recommendations were fully implemented. Towards the end of April 2021, the two Metropolitan Police officers who had taken selfies with the bodies of Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry were charged with misconduct in public office. The two officers were identified as Police Constable Dennis Jaffa and Police Constable Jamie Lewis. The Crown Prosecution Service had authorised the charges after reviewing the evidence collected by the IOPC. The charges stated that each officer committed misconduct in a way that, quote, amounted to an abuse of the public's trust in the office holder by, without authorisation, entering a crime scene he had been assigned to protect 
sending information about his attendance at the scene to members of the public via WhatsApp and taking photographs of the crime scene. PC Jaffa and PC Lewis appeared in Westminster Magistrates Court in May to be formally charged. Their defence lawyer Luke Ponty said that his clients both intended on admitting to the charge, telling the judge, there is an indication to be given and it's an indication of a guilty plea on behalf of both defendants. They are sorry beyond measure for the pain that they have caused. Chief Magistrate Paul Goldspring sent the case to the Old Bailey on June 24th, when the defendants would be required to enter their plea. Daniel Hussein's trial for the murders of Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman would begin on June 8th, 2021. to do the missing persons. We had to track down who was at the picnic and then it it kind of spiralled into your worst nightmare. Danielle Hussein came here to lie in wait for potential victims and that when he saw the sisters, he didn't hesitate. It's alleged that he attacked Bieber Henry first before moving on to her younger sister stabbing Nicole Smallman multiple times as she tried to fight him off. This is the end of episode 32. To hear more about the trial of Danielle Hussein and the legal proceedings against police constables Dennis Jaffa and Jamie Lewis, please tune in next week. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our new Patreon producer, Gene, and everyone who supports us through Patreon. For more information on this episode, please see the show notes or visit our website, theywalkamonguspodcast.com. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.